0: You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Anxed, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined as always by my career high, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac?
1: Uh, first off, I have a shout out. I'd like to give a shout out at the beginning. Wow. A birthday shout out to Ooh. my beautiful wife. Okay. That's my awesome. wife's ber- my wife's birthday is Wednesday, November 15th. And she's the one who sits at home and takes care of the dog and does all these other things while I go and write about games uh, for a non-full-time salary position. So it's like a hobby, but it's fun, and um, she's awesome. So And she listens to literally every single one of our podcasts. That's good because Barb...
0: I beat you in fantasy football this week.
1: <laughs> oh, she man, and she takes fantasy serious too. So, literally, <laughs> I, so her her birthday card I literally have in there. Some things I love about her, but one of them I was like, in your desire to like watch sports and like learn about sports since we've been together. So, low key, guys out there, if you're single, girls are out there. They might they don't have to be like diehard, and sports you might players. have
0: to go to a different country to find them.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my wife is like, it's okay about her birthday, but we leave for Brazil this weekend to see her grandparents, and she's like more like a thousand times high, percent higher excited than that. And she sent me a list today of all these like Brazilian foods in Portuguese of like how many, oh, we can't wait to eat all these things. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> I thought that's what Cafe Brazil was for. All right, tonight
0: we are going <laughs> to talk about the Dallas Mavericks loss to... The San Antonio Spurs, it seemed like a close game. If you just looked at the score, this is another one where it was just, it seemed like San Antonio kept running away with it, and the Mavericks would try to claw their way back, claw their way back, and then San Antonio would run away with it again. I mean, there's there was a lot of runs in this game.
1: Yeah. You know, and I almost tweeted this out before the game, and it doesn't mean a ton now, but I was like, okay, with Powell and Aldridge starting. Can Rick hide behind the matchups thing for Nerlens again? So I'm like, okay, if he can't match up against Gasol, then phew, we got problems. Yeah, like, you what know, are we doing? or he's and, got uh,
0: Nerlens has got problems. <laughs>
1: because you look at some of these guys, it's like, he's always said matchup problems. So, like, okay, well, he can't play against Draymond. He can't play against Boogie. He can't play, like, the list goes on down of these guys. He can't he can't play against Kevin Love. I'm like, well, who, who, who can he guard? Like, and he's played against like Zaza. So I'm like, okay, maybe he might get some minutes against Powell. Well, he got some first quarter minutes big time. <laughs> he that came he came out minutes. in
0: the first quarter and we were and like, I heard, I heard Sean Heath say his name over the, you know, the PA and, I, and it perked my ears. And I was like, wait, what? Nerland-
1: <laughs> Nerland's? Uh, Nerland's first quarter. What? First quarter. And that didn't last very long. Nerland's logged five minutes or like four minutes and something. So yeah. Cause he never came back in the game. Did he? Never came back into the game, so that's your Nerlands update.
0: That's your Nerlands update. Dennis Smith Jr., though, your Dennis Smith Jr. update: twenty-seven points, six boards, two assists, six turnovers, which is not great. One of them that pretty much sealed the game at the end there. Uh, four fouls, but twenty-seven points, career high for him, which will just keep going up, I assume. And uh, did that on twenty-three shots. So twenty-three point or uh, 27 points on twenty-three shots, not terrible.
1: Not terrible, but it's like what we were talking about after the game. Like, man, if the if the Mavericks, you know, and some of these losses, you know, I am I am happier with the loss if Dennis is shooting 20 times and, you yeah. know, over 25 points. Like, at least I know he's out there, like, doing his thing. And he shot 11 three-pointers tonight. so And hit five got, of them. Yeah, had some falling early. And, man, he can take anybody off that first step. It's crazy. Patty Mills, Danny Green, like, just first step. Even, pa- even Pau Gasol. <laughs> the Pau Gasol one was great.
0: This Manny. is this is
1: what I don't understand about
0: Pau Gasol, and I was talking to Tim Cato about this. So, Pau Gasol in that play, the Dennis Smith Jr. one that, you know, if SportsCenter was still a thing, I would say it's going to be all over SportsCenter, but who cares about SportsCenter now? Uh, Pau Gasol is like... <laughs> He's guarding him, facing him up, the top of the key. Dennis Smith Jr. Like, starts licking his chops, right? He has the ball. He does that thing that players do now. Kind of like LeBron when he had Dirk on him the other day. Or LeBron when he had uh, Porzingis on him the other night. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah.
0: Like all that. Or Harden when he has anybody on him. <laughs> and so he backs up, dribbling the ball, dribbling the ball, looking at him. Palgasol shifts his hips, and he's giving him the left as, as if to, like, try to cut off his right hand. You know, you remember, like, in, you know, grade school when they're like, the kid can't dribble left, like, <laughs> you, yeah. you try to cut it off? Well, he, yeah. he almost does that to him. And I'm wondering if it's easier for him to move laterally than it is to move, like, you know, vertically like, or, like, you know, horizontally, like, up and down. And so I'm wondering if he did it that way. But Dennis, I mean, that he literally just gave Dennis Smith Jr. a wide open lane to fly right past him like he had no shot i think it almost would have been better if he just like squared up his hips and took a charge or something I mean, gosh i mean <laughs> well, I, I think i said that, I said that like pal should be given an assist for that dennis Smith junior dunk because he basically just like gave him the basket
1: yeah and like those situations you almost which i know it happened so quick you, you know we're just whatever but you just i think you should just try to foul him you know just grab him and I really think that that's what Dirk was trying to do with LeBron the other day when he, like, reached in. He he wasn't going to steal that ball. I think he was really just trying to, like, get LeBron, but LeBron just went past him so fast. So And so big and so strong. That's,
0: that's one thing, like, about Shaq and LeBron, that you have to foul them, and you have, you have to mean it. <laughs> you know, like, you have to actually yeah. stop them or else they're just going to run through any any type of foul.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... It's wild. I mean, and you've seen some of it with Aldridge tonight. I mean, there's different times in the paint. He would get position on Barnes, and, I mean, he would just get that quick position. Spurs would find him really quick, and there's different times. One I'm thinking of in the second half to where, I mean, as soon as he caught that ball, he just, like, threw it up, and it was a foul and one. And it's just when he's – Aldridge is a muscular man, and you, you go small, he even talked about, you know, you know i was in that media scrum after the game talking to aldridge and he talked about he's like hey man like 32 points they decide to you know they choose to go small you know we you know punish them down low about it and that's what they do and that that's the give and take when you when you put harrison barnes at power forward and he can hold his ground a lot of times and but still aldridge feasted down there tonight
0: yeah what a slog for harrison barnes tonight to try to guard aldridge all those times and I noticed this too about Aldridge. He seems so comfortable when he gets the ball and he and he has a he's not facing the basket, he's facing away from the basket. He waits. As soon as he gets the ball, he waits for a guy to come up to him and then he, you know, feels the the contact behind him and then he just starts banging. You know what I mean? Like behind him. And so Harrison Barnes is going up against that all night where he's, you know, going up to guard him because you have to face guard him because he's going to hit the jumper. Like he was hitting turnaround jumpers tonight. Like he, I mean, he is as close to Dirk in that sense, <laughs> you know, as yeah. like any big man I think has yeah. in a while. And there's a couple that are
1: you know working on it right now, but man, he—I mean, he just hits this, these. Ju- what, well, I was just going to say, like, wouldn't this be the the perfect lineup to roll out the Dirk and Nerlens? Like, let Dirk, let Dirk guard Powell and put Nerlens on Aldridge, and then move everybody take Yogi back to the bench, and then Barnes, West, and, and Dennis. Like, these are the I. If you want to say Nerlens can't guard the Draymonds, I understand going small. But the very few teams in the league who still do rock the double bigs, like I feel like that would be the situation. He's got to gotta uh... be able to guard somebody because that's his
0: thing. But he isn't—he isn't a very good one-on-one defender anyway. He's—he's he's a good, you know, help defender. That's—that's that's kind of his thing. And I think that's sort of where we might be having an issue there. I don't know, man. I—I yeah. I wish the Nerlens thing would have been totally different, but. So Harrison Martin's dealing with, you know, the Marcus Aldridge, you know, banging down low. And it, it his offense suffered for it. He shot 5 of 16, 31%. He had 16 points because he made all six of his free throws. Uh, he had eight boards. So in that, you know, the two categories that we're kind of looking for him to do, you know, the he had two assists as well. So boards, assists, free throws, he had all those. But, I mean, he just couldn't hit shots. And a lot of his decisions I, I wasn't too fond of either. But when you you're playing a team that's really good, not really good, but a team that is sound, like team defend team defending team, you know, like the, uh, yeah, you know, like they are, like the Spurs are. Then I don't know, you're just not gonna get a ton of easy shots.
1: Maxi Kleber though, he did get a couple easy shots tonight. Uh, Maxi caught a body, man. <laughs> what about that? And boy, man, he got he he got, he got the massive dunk. And we were joking about it. The press box were like, um, did. I don't even think he even knows what is going on right now. What's happening <laughs> to him. Because he just kind of high-fived Dirk and that was it. <laughs> His father. Hey, you're going to have to pause for a sec. Oh, wow. My headset died. Oh. there oh yeah sorry all right i don't even i don't remember what i said it just died and i just kept on talking i didn't know what i was saying i got it so is now when i go into my theory about maxi and dirk oh i think it's a perfect time
0: it's the perfect time right now it's a random wednesday that you guys are listening to this it's a tuesday night for us late (sighs) maxi Kleba comes out of nowhere (laughs) seemingly but that nowhere is also the same city that Dirk Nowitzki is from. He is 14 years younger than Dirk Nowitzki. He comes out of nowhere. He of course joins the Mavericks. He probably had other suitors. He decides to join the Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki, 14-year-old, budding young and you know, NBA prospect potential. He's, you know, athletic. He is, you know, the talk of the town. Maybe not Fully at that point, but he's, you know, becoming a big deal. Makes a couple mistakes here and there. Doesn't know about it. All of a sudden, 25 years later, his son emerges from the same hometown that he's from. Plays basketball. Has the height. Has <laughs> similar facial features. Hair. Pretty much the same. Same. And Dirk doesn't know it. He has no idea. He doesn't know that he has an illegitimate son named Maxi Kleba. He doesn't know. Maxi <laughs> joins the Mavericks. But it's, he joins the Mavericks, and then he gets in training camp, and he's waiting for his one moment. This is He's been waiting his whole life. He knows that his dad is Dirk. He knows this. It's not like Barney from from uh, How I Met Your Mother, where he thinks that Bob Barker is his father. It's not like that. It's close to that, but it's not that. Because he knows. He knows for sure that that Dirk is his father. He goes into training camp, and he meets Dirk, and Dirk is the nicest guy. And as soon as he's going to tell him, he walks up to Dirk after practice one day. Dirk's wife is there. Dirk's kids are there. Dirk's kids jump into his arms. And he goes, I can't. I just can't. I can't do this to Dirk. It's in his 20th season. This is such a big deal for him. You know, He's breaking these records. He's doing this stuff. I can't just all of a sudden, when his family is standing right there, come up and say, Dirk Nowitzki, I am your son. He can't. He couldn't do it. And so now he sits there and he waits for the moment when he can tell Dirk and they can finally unite as father and son on the court. And in life,
1: so <laughs> to go to rewind all of your theory. <laughs> this all starts with a frisky, fourteen-year-old Dirk
0: that he is an athlete. He's tall. At Fourteen years, the years women, old. The women, the women don't, Dirk, the women don't know how old he is because Dirk pulled it off. Being <laughs> pulled it off. <laughs> being you know like an athlete and being something for me i was a little taller and so people always thought i was older than i than i actually was so he's 14 he's you know tall people probably think he's 18 all the time it's conceivable man and and do you see what i did there you see what i did there conceivable (laughs) So that's my theory. The other theory is that they both know that Maxie and Dirk both know, and that's why Maxie is on the team because he's his illegitimate son, and he hasn't told anybody yet, and he's waiting to tell the world <laughs> that him and Maxie are the our father and son, and because <laughs> he doesn't be the
1: most insane story of of all time. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. It would be great.
0: That's why they haven't shown such a like a huge affinity for each other, even though they're both from the same hometown. You'd think there'd be a little more. You know what's Dirty Son's
1: name? Maxie. No, his real son. Oh, I don't know. Max.
0: No, I did know that. Someone told me that today during the game. I forgot, but yeah, he named Max. it after him because it was the son that he couldn't have, because <laughs> he had never forgiven the mother. Somebody's
1: gonna tune into this podcast or like fast forward until and you know, go past the point of where you said this was your theory.
0: I don't even think it's a theory at this point. I think it's real. This is this is. I don't know, guys. I don't know if you want to live in this reality, but this is the reality I choose to live in. (laughs) I also choose to live in the reality where Dwight Powell got a DNP CD in the first month of the season. Booyah! How many?
1: What's our bet? Our board bet on that? Five. Five?
0: All right. We got five last year, and they only started in February. So. Oh crap. Yes, especially with all these big men, man. I'm going to totally win that bet.
1: Maxi deserves those minutes.
0: You know what's wild to me? He definitely does, and so does Salah.
1: What's wild to me is the fact that this counted for a game for uh, Gian Jiverson, and he didn't even play. And here we didn't didn't have Benny Smith or Devin Harris, and he still didn't play.
0: And Wes Matthews fouled out playing 37 and a half minutes, and he would have played more if he didn't foul out. (laughs) Just wasting. So I found out about the two-way contracts, about how they count them and what they mean. So yeah. it's on the PR people, and they, they have the assistant general manager count the days. The days count if he's with the team. So like on road trips, if he goes on a road trip, every single day that he's traveling or with them counts. That boy ain't going on no road trip. <laughs> if if they, yeah, they're going to need him. The, if... uh. They're, you know, playing a home game. Then he just joins them for the one game for the, you know, the one day for the game. That counts. Then he goes back and practices with the legends.
1: Hmm. So definitely helps home games. Yeah. And it must really suck for some of these teams that their D league teams, not nearby.
0: I can't think of any off the top of my head. That's
1: not like oh I don't. Know. Oh, what about no, like so, Sioux I
0: Falls? Who is who's
1: affiliate with, with Sioux Falls? That's like <laughs> I don't know, but it's not in Sioux Falls.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> or the <laughs> Iowa Energy, right? Isn't that a team? <laughs> yeah. So like some of these teams are like out of state. So yeah, that would stink. But ours, right, ours
0: right, the Mavericks is right down the road.
1: So yeah, it's huge luxury. Um, Sala, big time minutes again. I mean, as far as like energy him and aldridge got into it oh man salah
0: salah fouled aldridge and on a play grabbed his hips and threw aldridge like around around him and then aldridge just came back and just literally pushed him after the play was over and got a technical it was awesome
1: that was great yeah, salah didn't get anything him, no, he a, no he got a foul and uh aldridge got the uh got the tech and <laughs> all, after the game aldridge was asked about salah and he just said yeah, I mean, he's a really active center and he got some good blocks tonight.
0: That was it. <laughs> it's
1: like okay.
0: And whereas all the things that Salah was saying <laughs> in the locker room <laughs> that I can't yeah. tell you guys. Oh man. Sala is uh he's an animated character, that's for sure. And he Love never he guy. never fouls ever, so
1: Love that guy. He's gotta stay on the team. So great to talk to.
0: Uh other notes from this game. Uh, Yogi Ferrell, oh five from the field. Not a great night to be Yogi Ferrell tonight. Uh, he was guarding, he, he was guarding his NBA doppelganger and Patty Mills, <laughs> uh, and it didn't work out for him.
1: He was over five, but he's only a minus one and plus minus. He does a lot of just the in between stuff. And yeah, he had four rebounds, two
0: assists.
1: He's just—he's one of the bright spots to me. I mean, yeah, still I'm, yeah yeah. We've talked about the first week of the season, the the three guards that are supposed to come off the bench together, Yogi Devin and JJ. All three of them just having great years so far. They are. And even in a sucky record season. But love Yogi, man. Every team would die for to have a Yogi on their team. Just yep. energy, does the right things. Just love Yogi. I just it just sucks cuz he's not in the role that he should be playing. He should be playing the spark plug off the bench role and he's just he has to be starting right now.
0: It's insane to me how many players on this team have to play out of position. Yeah. Right? Like, ev- almost every single player in the starting lineup except for De- Dennis Smith Jr. is playing out of position. Yeah. <laughs> Dirk. Okay. Harrison Barnes. Matthews. Yogi. Or at least
1: out of the position that came into the league in two.
0: Yeah, because you can argue. I mean, Harrison Barnes should play some minutes at four. I don't know if he should play all his minutes at four. It's just, I don't know. That's a lot. Especially in a game where you're playing against LaMarcus Aldridge the whole night.
1: Yeah. And some some nights we see that come, you know, when you are facing the Blake Griffins, the Aldridges, you know, stuff like that, your leading score that's asking a lot of them, you know, especially somebody like that that has to bang down low of saying, hey, be our leading score," but we want you to bang down low against these bigs too. But and do this. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough.
0: Yeah, definitely tough. Other things from tonight's game: uh, when asked about you know Dwight Powell and his minutes, Carlisle, <laughs> Carlisle said, "You know we just have so many bigs. It was just a coach's decision." And then he said, "Go have lunch with Jeff Withy and ask him about <laughs> ask him about playing time."
1: <laughs> Does Jeff
0: Jeff Withy is like, I don't know, has he played in two regular season games so far?
1: Something like that. What? Feel I was like, with you on the roster.
0: feel like the, I have no idea, man. They definitely could use another wing, just anybody.
1: Yeah, that's why I tweeted out today. It's like now that, that they announced this morning, or Carlisle did, that Dorian finney Smith's going to be out for a while. Uh, that was his direct quote. And yeah. So, I mean, that we have another Curry situation, it looks like, where he's just going to be out. We don't know how long. And So since finney smiths out now, like let's entertain some wings. And I'm pretty sure Eddie Sefko tweeted out, Saying Carlisle uh, said something along the lines of looking for um, any help at this point. Um, but that, <laughs> but you know, with with Finny Smith, out that sounds and stuff,
0: more like it's like therapy, like coaches therapy, than it is actual players that he's looking for.
1: Yeah. Okay. This <laughs> this is what Eddie said before the game. Eddie Sefko tweets out: Rick Carlisle said the Mavericks are in the market for any anybody who can help them. With plenty of centers, <laughs> a wing player might be helpful. So it was just like – now I tweeted out today the – kick the tires on the Kuzminkas guy that just got waved from from New York. Kick the tires on it and see I yeah. mean. Ch- charks from the ringer we were talking about as we was coming into the arena tonight, and he was like, yeah, man, like that, that would actually make some sense. Like he could log some minutes in Dallas, but
0: – Yeah, Sam Vecini also when I tweeted that out about – mingus he responded and was like he's like, Yeah, you know, that's definitely a player that Dallas, you know, could could attract and definitely, you know, a guy that they could use. And I, I quote tweeted him and I said that he's only shot thirty two percent in international play from three and thirty two percent in the NBA from three. So not not a great shooter. So I'm not, you know, completely in love with the idea, but you know, like Sam said, versatile offensive player, good transition player. He's a guy that could I mean <laughs> If anything, he's not a center.
1: <laughs> you know, I was like to say, like, Withy is getting nothing right now. So, like, if you swapped him out, like, he could actually play. And Withy know.
0: is a non-guaranteed contract.
1: Yeah, so we shouldn't have to roll Maxie out there at three.
0: Somebody asked me tonight, they said, wouldn't Josh McRoberts be the first one off the roster? And I think other people probably think that as well because he's just not playing. And, you know, that's just another wasted roster spot at this, at this point. Him and Jeff Withy, and they play pretty much the same position. You're both big men. And no, Josh McRoberts is you know, six million dollars, that's a little bit harder to swallow than, you know, a non guaranteed that you can literally just take off the books just because so
1: McRoberts is not gonna get waived or cut. Like no. people just need to stop that. That deal was made and he is a trade bait piece to where if something comes up before February, he can be used to match a salary to entice a team of saying, Hey, this is an expiring contract they can take on so that just don't even count him. And Withy, I mean, you never know. Like, that's, I thought when Gobert went down, I thought Utah, like, hey, like, what if they'd entertain bringing Withy back, making a simple little trade of sending Withy to them to fill in until Gobert comes back. But, oh, well, some stuff has to be on the horizon. We'll see what they do. We'll see what Dallas does, you know, the direction they do if they make any moves. Do they bring in somebody that can impact the game now, make them better now, or do they do moves to help increase cap this summer or a, a try to get, gain another young asset or something. So we'll see though. I will leave you guys with this thought. One point in the fourth quarter,
0: Lamarcus Aldridge was shooting free throws. The first free throw, the only person in the entire lower bowl that stood up to try to distract LaMarcus Aldridge or just stood up in general to try to distract LaMarcus Aldridge from shooting free throws was the man who owns the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. And he was 30, you know, he was a hundred feet behind him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the state of the Mavericks right now. It's, you know, it's kind of hard to get behind them right now, but Cuban, (laughs) Cuban's still going at it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Mavericks. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. You can also follow our handle at IsDennisPlaying because when Dennis Smith Jr. is playing, the Mavs are extremely watchable. When he's not playing, they get a little less watchable. I will tweet every single time Dennis Smith Jr. checks into a game and I will tweet Dennis Smith Jr.'s stats uh, every quarter and then at the end of the game. So. Follow that, and turn on the notifications if you want to know when to turn on your television slash streaming site to watch Dennis Smith Jr. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Boom.